G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you might be aware, the strengths and weaknesses of negative gearing have been prominent in the economic headlines. The debate has been around how to ease the strain on first home buyers who struggle to get into the housing market. On the one hand, the government's policy on negative gearing encourages investors with tax advantages. And on the other hand, the Labor opposition wants to change the rules, saying working and middle-class families are being priced out of the housing market. Darren Lordenbach, who founded God's Money Matters, is a mentor, a coach, ex-financial planner and company director, bringing Christian dimensions to how we look at finances, and we'll get our head around this today. A special welcome to you, Darren Lordenbach. Thank you again, Neil, for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Uh, Darren, not everybody understands the ins and outs of negative gearing. How do you explain that simply for us today? Yeah, simply uh, negative gearing refers to the situation where investors make an investment, um, most likely in property, that actually loses money as far as uh, short-term losses are concerned. So the loan and related costs um, are greater than the income that they might receive, for example, the rental income. Um, And so their their expectation is that they'll be putting money um, into a loan and into other costs with the hope that they'll get capital gains over, over time and in the future. So when there is a national debate going on, and as a Christian believer in the midst of all of this, understanding where our finances fit uh, in the mix, being confident to take uh, risks or time to say, let's not go there, uh, with this sort of debate that's on, uh, does the confidence of people, do you think, uh, does it uh, ebb and flow with the headlines? What are your thoughts on, on what this means for people's confidence investing? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, it does affect people's confidence, and I think that's a major factor in um, uh, you know people making decisions about their finances. And unfortunately, oftentimes brings about inertia. I know that uh, in the superannuation environment, for example, the government's changing the rules so often that people just lose confidence. And yet, it's still a very, very tax efficient place to play. And I think also with you know things like negative gearing and other changes that affect investments, um, it does it does dent people's confidence a little. Okay, let's get a a sort of a non-partisan approach to this and perhaps uh, we'll get your impressions about the negative gearing headlines we're seeing. Labor is saying that ownership rates for young people, especially those between 25 and 34, spiralled downwards in recent years uh, from what was 60% down to 48%. So what we're seeing is it's more difficult now for young people to get into the housing market. And so Labor's got this and they're making it a policy platform to make change here, uh, is what they are saying relevant? Is what they're saying something we ought to be fearful of? Do they have a point? There needs to be changes. I think there does need to be changes. My concern is that the changes are going to be above both government's policies. And it's it's changes that are not palatable um, to either government. And so we're not likely to see it. 
Um, and those changes would be to put a land tax in place for all, um, all owners of land. Um, and if we did that and we taxed the land um, and a proper land tax, then we could reduce other taxes significantly and it would actually start controlling property prices. But this, this has been touted about, um, you know, for hundreds of years. Um, even the House of Lords debated this at one time and um, it's just never, never uh, been palatable, palatable to um, those in power. So we're not likely to see that. So this is Labor's attempt at trying to um, solve that situation. And I think... Uh, we, we, one of the fundamental questions that doesn't seem to be answered uh, where I look um, is that are 25 and 34 year olds, 25 to 34 year olds, really trying to buy their first property? It, there has been a change in uh, the, the way in which the, this younger people uh, think about property and ownership of assets, and so uh, I, I don't know whether that's been factored in all of this. So it is, it is definitely a drop from 60 percent to 48 percent, but. Um, is that been something that's also a, a cultural change too? I'm not sure. Well, of course, this really comes down to people who are property investors. So it's people building those properties to enable those first home buyers to potentially get into the market. And of course, everyone wants to maximise their return. Uh, those who are property owners want to see the property prices rise. Uh, but this is what makes it so difficult for ho- first home buyers. That's right, and, and the problem with any of these changes that um, seem to be made by governments, uh, like first-home buyers schemes, for example, they push prices up again. For, and so it kind of took first-home buyers further away from it again. And so nearly every tax change or infrastructure change or incentive that they try to put in actually um, seems to push prices up, and that seems to be a historical um, uh, factor, and unfortunately it makes it even harder. So uh, as much as I... I you know, I'd like to think that some of these would work. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really show in evidence um, over history that these incentives or changes actually provide um, uh, the benefits to the people they're aimed at. Darren, as Christians, and you know, a lot of wealthy Christians wondering what to do investment-wise. We mentioned this issue of confidence, and when there's a certain amount of confidence that might be drained when you anticipate that there could be changes to a scheme that you've had some earlier confidence in, then you might be tempted to go in a different way. As a Christian and someone who understands a level of stewardship, that what we have is God's, what is a sensible approach to how you might think about the idea of, of uh, negative gearing? Well, one of the first approaches I always look at is financial education. So we need to understand the rules. And one of the problems, I think, at the moment is Australians are hearing that um, Labor is looking at changing negative gearing rules if they get elected, and they don't look at the detail. And so I think one of the things we need to know is the truth. What is the detail about what they're looking at changing? And then um, to maximise you know, our position uh, wherever possible based on the law. I don't have a problem with that. I think Christians should be maximising uh, the rules as they apply to us um, uh, for the sake of benefiting themselves and uh, hopefully they're thinking beyond themselves, um, especially when it comes to wealth creation. You know, it's not about creating it so that we have um, bigger, better lives. It's about having um, the ability to be able to give more and be more generous. I imagine the good thing about controversy and the fact that you might have two policy positions being argued in the lead-up to an election is that 
both sides are really sharpening their argument, looking for ways they can tweak their policy platform in order to make things better for all Australians. Uh, are there ideologies involved in this sort of economic planning? I mean, this gets into deeper, murky waters. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on ideologies? I mean, sometimes you've got capitalism versus socialism. Uh, any thoughts on, on whether that actually figures in a debate about negative gearing? Well, it possibly does. I think the... Um uh, the, I suppose that I would see myself as many Jews do, um, and I know the Jewish rabbi uh, who teaches on this, um, teaches ethical capitalism, and um, that's probably something I would subscribe to because I think it gives a balance of um, striving and trying to create and add value to um, people, and, and ultimately we're here to serve God's children, and that's everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that that's probably my view on it. Um, it's it, it does get a bit murky. Um, I think you know, one of the things that uh, somebody once said to me is that the, the longer time goes on, the closer the two parties, the two primary parties get together. So they are looking for you know, very minor differences. And in fact, if you look at the, um, the changes that they're proposing, uh, it, they are reasonably minor, actually. So what they're looking at doing, um, just to get into some of the detail, is they're just looking at uh, changing it for old property. So if you buy a, an existing property, then you won't get the tax benefits and negative gearing. If you buy a brand new property, something might be off the plan or it might be being built, then you'll get all the, back, the tax benefits. And also, they're going to grandfather anybody who has an existing um, negative gearing arrangement. So it's not going to change um, a lot for a lot of people, uh, is my view. So whilst it's um, potentially a positive change. Uh, I'm not really sure about that. We'll see. It's not a big change. Okay. Well, I think we can boil this down to being an economic policy and recognising that if you are a Christian believer, you recognise elements of stewardship. Appreciate your thoughts too, by the way, on the idea of being a ethical capitalist, uh, which is a tendency for where most conservatives would sit uh, in that particular spectrum. And, and uh, of course, embracing people from all sorts of different economic points of view here. But what you're saying, Darren, is that uh, whatever happens uh, with the potential for change of government in a federal election next year, when it comes to the confidence that you might have in making an investment into some investment property, there's not a lot to lose. And what I'm hearing you saying is that uh, you should move forward with some level of optimism. Is that the, 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 the thought that you're conveying? I think, Neil, that summarises it quite well. I think uh, if you're looking at um, buying an existing property uh, for rental purposes and you want to get the, um, the negative gearing benefits, well, you need to buy that property um, certainly before the federal election um, and to, to give you any kind of certainty. Um, if you have an investment property already, regardless of whether it's been a brand new property or an existing property, then you can sit easy because they're going to grandfather rules and they won't change them for you. And if you buy a property after the federal election, assuming that Labor gets in, and if they do change the policy, because they haven't put a time frame of when they're going to change it, um, then they're going to give you, if it's a brand new property, they're going to give you the, the tax benefits anyway. So it's only those people who are going to buy um, property that is existing. So I suppose there's a little bit of stimulus, if you could look between, read between the lines, that they're trying to keep the stimulus of building new property in there. Um, and that's why they're pushing investors to that, um, which is interesting because in some ways that could affect new home buyers um, because 
oftentimes um, brand new properties in greenfields. Um, you know, it's in new developments, and that's often where first home buyers are, are trying to um, get in. So, yeah, again, I'm not sure whether it's going to work or not. And no doubt, when both sides fine tune, tweak their policies, uh, they will be announcing those, no doubt, in the lead up to a federal election, perhaps sometime next year. People are talking about possibilities of an earlier federal election, but it looks as though sometime early next year. Darren Laudenbach is our guest, and let me point people to God's Money Matters. Darren is the founder of God's Money Matters and very easy to get to online, godsmoneymatters.com. Darren, thanks so much for your update today and a Christian perspective on investing. Appreciate your insights. Thank you very much, Neil. Appreciate being on the show again. Thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.